and that is, From God Can Nothing Move Me. It's the hymn we're taking a look at on Law and Gospel Rumination Tuesday on this July the 21st in the year of our Lord, 2020. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me on the phone is my good friend, Pastor Mark Smith. Hey, Hi, Mark. Tom, I really enjoyed your piano playing at first there. Yeah, it's. <laughs> uh, you mentioned to me that this is a unique tune. Yes. Yeah, there are you no other hymns that tune. have the same tune. It's a, it's a hymn. It's a a tune that belongs to public domain, but uh, I don't think we have any other hymn that uses that tune in the hymnal. Yes, and that's why there was just only one place that I could find it on the internet, and it was a piano. So <laughs> that's why we played it. Pretty before good piano playing there, though, Tom. Before we start, though, I wanted to. Um, uh, ask you about a member of yours that passed away recently that was an officer in the Synod. Yes, that would be Tom Kukta, who passed away this week. He was a member of our congregation, oh, I would say for three or four years at least. And he was a member of our congregation while he served the Synod as a treasurer, treasurer of the yeah. Lutheran Church of Missouri Synod. I was really good friends with him. He was a wonderful treasure and a wonderful human being along with his wife. Yes. His wife, uh, her name was Iona. And uh, after he served out his term as a treasurer, I think they moved back to uh, Wisconsin. Right. Yeah. And he just passed away this uh, couple of weeks ago. Right. And there was a very good uh, uh, article by President Harrison about how he missed him and how good a treasure he was during that time. Yeah, that's right. He lived... And he, you kind of go by his house every now and then because he, he lived close to the church. No, actually, uh, well, he lives out in West County of St. Louis, and uh, I live out here now that I've retired, and I drive by his their old home about, oh, several times a week at least. And so whenever I pass by, I always look at their home and think of uh, think of uh, Tom and Iona Kukta. Well, you'll look forward to seeing him again on the Day of Glory. That's right. Today's hymn is really appropriate because one of the readings, it's the gospel reading, talks about at the end that nothing can separate us from the love of God. So would you read the first stanza, then I got a question for you. Sure. From God can nothing move me. He will not step aside, but gently will reprove me and be my constant guide. He stretches out his hand in evening and in morning, my life with grace adorning wherever I may stand. Now, when I took a look at the title of this, I felt that maybe the title was inappropriate because we're often moving from God. Right. If we ever feel like uh if we ever feel far from God, it's it's not God that moved away from us. It's it's off it's us that drifted away from him. Yes. So I think the title should have been Nothing Can Move Me From God. 
In other words, I get the impression that from God can nothing move me. Every time we sin, we're moving away from God. Yeah. No, shouldn't the title better be, Tom? I could be, I may have misunderstood you. Shouldn't it be, um, nothing Nothing can move God from me? Yes. Well yeah. said. That's really good. Now, I believe that the hymn writer Ludwig Helmboldt, who, by the way, died in 1598, not yes. long after Luther died, that he continues with the stanza and gives the impression that you just said. For he says, from God can nothing move me. He will, will not, not step, step aside. aside. Right. That's right. And gently will reprove me. Even when we sin, God does not step aside. And, and that's where law and gospel comes in. The The law hits us so that on a Sunday morning, one of my favorite confession of sins, I'm a poor, miserable sinner deserving nothing but temporal and eternal punishment. Yes. Exactly. And that's how God gently will reprove me and be my constant guide. So I, I really like the way that you redid the title, but I, I believe that was the intention of the author as you continue to read uh, the next. Now, remember, he wrote in German. Right. The, the translator, by the way, is Gregory Wismar, who is a fellow classmate of mine from the seminary. Is that right? Yep. Well, you know, you know, I noticed if you look down at the uh, uh, at the lower portion, uh, lower right. margin, where it talks about it, it talks about several different uh, contributors of the different stanzas. Did you notice that how they're broken up and uh, they're each, uh, uh, I guess, translator re responsible for each of them. Yes. Yeah, that happens a lot with lengthy hymns. Mm -hmm, this one right. is seven stanzas long. Yeah. We just kind of went through number one. Please read number two. Okay. When those whom I regarded as trustworthy and sure have long from me departed, God's grace shall still endure. He rescues me from sin and breaks the chains that bind me. I leave death's fear behind me. His peace I have within. And that's the peace that Jesus spoke to the disciples on the night of the resurrection. He walked, came into the room. All the doors were shut. He suddenly appeared. Peace be with you. Because... That was a real rescue from the sin they had done in leaving him in the Garden of Gethsemane, nobody at the cross except for John, and those are chains that bind us. And the devil loves using our sins, present and past, to give us the impression we are not worthy to have the peace from God that passeth all understanding. Yeah, and remember, if I remember right, Jesus told Mary Magdalene uh, just uh, outside the tomb, he says, I, I'm going to my God 
and your God. In other words, uh, we've been reconciled to the Father. That peace means that we're all reconciled to the Father through Christ. Well, and Jesus went to the Father with the words, Into thy hands I commend my spirit. Yes, that was at the cross. Yeah. All right, I'll read three. The Lord my life arranges, who can his work destroy? In his good time he changes all sorrow into joy. So let me then be still, my body, soul, and spirit, his tender care inherit according to his will. Now, I I really like that part. In his good time, he changes all sorrow into joy. Right. Were you able to hear my uh, program yesterday on Law and Gospel? No, I'm afraid not, but I'm sure it was very good, Tom. Well, I don't know about that. But (laughs) I gave an example. It's that Bible verse that we use a lot, Romans 8.28. Oh, yeah, favorite verse. All things, All work, things together. work together for good to them that love God, to them that are called according to his purpose. Well, what I explained is Louise and I had left St. Louis around 4 a.m. to go to the congregation for an 8.30 a.m. service. It's wow. quite a distance away. Yeah. And on the way, we had a front right flat tire. Oh, boy. And that was around 5 a.m., no oh. gas stations open or anything. So yeah, I was I able it was, to hobble pretty back dark too. to a gas station, and Louise went inside to talk to the man who had opened up, but he was not allowed to leave the building, so he couldn't help us change the tire. And suddenly, a guy came up to get gas, went in the building, walked out, said, do you need any help? And, of course, Louis said, yeah, we sure do. we got to change this tire. And it was amazing. He uh, knew how to get the tire out of the trunk. It's got certain locks on it. Right. And he got out the items that put the car up in the air. Yeah, the, the jack. The lug nuts were really hard. He had to stand on the item in oh. order to loosen them. And he fixed it in about 20 minutes. Put a wow. new my spare tire on. It, it always helps. It always helps, Tom, in situations like that to have your clerical collar on, doesn't it? <laughs> no, I did not have it on. You didn't have it on, huh? Oh, I don't. Did you drive tell him that you were clerical collar? Did you tell him that you were a, a preacher heading to to preach at your church? I finally did. And at the end, I refer to him as an angel from God. Remember that Bible verse that <laughs> yeah. you may meet angels unawares? Yes. And no I kid. mean, he did everything. He seemed to know how to use the contraption to put the car up in the air and get the bolts wow. off and everything. Wow. And That's... so th- there's an example where all sorrow turns into joy. And I made the point yesterday a lot of times we don't know the good that comes out of the sufferings we endure, but You're we kidding. trust God's promises. Yes. Did you ever have an example like that in your life? Yes, but I can't recall it right now. What I wanted to ask you, Tom, on no, the no, basis I'll of that give you verse. The example. Huh? I'll give you the example in your life. 
Okay. <laughs> you uh, took a call to your previous congregation and met someone there you married. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> met her the first day I walked in. Boy. The first uh, first Sunday I was there. What are you going to ask me? I was going to ask you, you know that line that says, my body, soul, and spirit. Uh, I hate to put you on the spot, but uh, how, do, how do you delineate between spirit and soul, Tom? What would be your explanation to somebody that asks you, what's the difference between the spirit and soul? I would use what was, I believe it was Dr. Charlemagne, or it could have been Robert Price, the prof I had. The soul is considered, when we have the three of them, as the kind of life of the body. Life force, right? Kind yeah. of the life force. And the spirit is that part of you that when you do die, goes to heaven to be with Jesus, awaiting the resurrection of your body. Okay, that that uh, that resonates with what I was going to say myself. That's good. Yeah, that's how I understand it, too, that the spirit is it's, it's what uh, into... Jesus said, "I into you I commend my spirit, right? And that's why Jesus the... was in heaven on Good Friday. And when we talk about his resurrection, we're talking about the resurrection of his body. Right, right. All right. A lot of times, a lot of times soul and spirit are used interchangeably. That's why I wanted to ask that question. You want me to read Stands the fourth verse? Okay. Each day at his good pleasure, God's gracious will is done. He sent his greatest treasure in Jesus Christ, his son. He every gift imparts the bread of earth and heaven are by his kindness given. Praise him with thankful hearts. Now, that particular phrase, each day at his good pleasure, God's gracious will is done. What was the worst day in history? Uh, probably the day that uh, Adam and Eve fell into sin. No. I believe it was the crucifixion. No, we call that Good Friday. That's the day we, we were redeemed. But it was the worst day in history. Well, maybe from, innocent maybe from other perspectives, but for us, we call that Good Friday because that's the day that we were, the whole world was redeemed. Wouldn't you agree? I'd agree. But it still was the worst day in history from the point of view of an innocent man being crucified. Well, the, yes. The disciples yes. certainly felt that. Right, right. And and uh, the, there was darkness that covered in the middle of the day. That's true. But each day at his good pleasure, God's gracious will is done. And so even on that Friday, his gracious will was done, where Jesus paid, as you already said, for the sins of the whole world. Right. All right. Thanks be to God. Five. Okay, stanza five. Praise God with acclamation, and in his gifts rejoice. Each day finds its vocation responding to his voice. Soon years on earth are past. But time we spend expressing the love of God brings blessing that will forever last. Now, if you're talking to children here, 
they may not understand the word acclamation. Praise God with acclamation. What does that mean? Uh, that would be like uh, we confess him. We we acclaim him. We uh, It's kind of like proclaim, but yes. it, we're, we're, we're professing him as our Savior and Lord. Right. And in his gifts rejoice because whatever your vocation is, we want to respond to his voice in our vocation. Like you have a number of vocations. Uh, you're a husband, you're a father, you're a pastor, you're a citizen. And each of those have a different way of responding to his voice. All right. I'll read six. Yet even though I suffer the world's unpleasantness, and though the days grow rougher and bring me great distress, that day of bliss divine, which knows no end or measure, and Christ who is my pleasure forever shall be mine. Now, see, that's an item that happens, that the longer we live the greater distress we yes. endure. Yes. Yeah, the, uh, the, the health, our health isn't what it used to be. Uh, we can't walk as fast as we used to. Our, our, our sight grows dim. Um, you know, things just start going south for us the older we get. <laughs> and uh, it just, the days grow rougher. And, yes. uh there was an excellent portals of prayer uh, recently. Uh, I know you get that book also, and right. we would encourage people to get it. This was written by Mrs. Hannah Jackson, who just so happens to be a citizen of St. Louis, Missouri. Here's what she wrote. You need a stamp, so you go into your home office to get one. As you enter the room, you stop and try to remember why you went there. Yeah. <laughs> know that you are not alone. Psychological studies have shown that this is more than a side effect of aging. It's called the doorway effect. Passing through a doorway can cause a mental block in one's brain, sort of resetting the memory for new events there. And then she goes on and helps us and comforts us because she says, Jesus, God's son, calls himself the door. Yes. Oh, I'll tell you, you just can't, you know, your recall, your memory, just, uh, you know, I forget, I forget names. Um, you know, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a military history buff. Uh, and uh, I cannot recall the final battle that won the Revolutionary War. And I know it's, I know it's right there, but I can't, you know, I've talked about it many times, right. but. But you know, you you forget things. You just forget things, and you can't and you can't recall them like you used to. Especially Although you, if you don't still get have sleep. a good memory for theology. Yes. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? And I do also. Where when people will ask me questions about the Bible, it's either I remember what I was told by a professor or something that I read, or Scripture interprets Scripture. So. By the way, the difference between Alzheimer, some people worry that when they walk into a room and forgotten something, they got Alzheimer. 
And here's what a medical person just told me. He said, if you go down the basement and you forget why you went down there, but you know you had intended to go down there, that's not Alzheimer. Alzheimer uh-huh. occurs that when you go down the basement, you can't remember that you had even thought about going down the basement, let alone yeah. why you went down there. Yeah, boy. Well, I'll remember that next time I do that. <laughs> no, you won't, because you'll go through the doorway. We're taking all the walls down in our house so we don't have any doorways. <laughs> that's that's kind of extreme. <laughs> well, yeah, Louise won't let me do it. All right. Stanza seven. Okay. For thus the Father willed it, who fashioned us from clay, and his own Son fulfilled it, and brought eternal day. The Spirit now has come to us, true faith has given. He leads us home to heaven. Oh, praise the three in one. And I would add that's, a, that's what we call a doxological verse. It has a triangle before it in our hymnal to remind us to stand for that final stanza. It talks about all three persons of the Godhead. Right. And that's really important. Uh, the devotions kind of go through the uh, Trinity. And I found something that was really interesting. We talk about the Father and the Son. He's the only begotten. What's the phrase we use for the Holy Spirit? Uh, He proceeds from the Father and the Son. Now, what the my devotions did was something that really helped me. She said, the noun proceeds refers to the profits of a sale or an investment. God turns the noun proceeds into his verb. It is interesting to consider that the task of the Holy Spirit is to deliver to us the proceeds of Christ's work on the cross, the investment made in us through the sacrificial blood of Jesus. I think that's pretty good. I had never thought of proceeds in that way. Yeah, because uh, the proceeds are are given us by means of the Spirit. He's uh, He works through the vehicle of the Word and Sacrament and brings God's grace in Christ to us. Yes. That is good. That's a good insight. Yeah. It's, she's got a number of good ones in these uh, devotions, Portals of Prayer, uh, that you can get from Concordia Publishing House. Uh, and, all you have to do is uh, phone them at 1-800-325-3040. And that's and Hannah Jackson that wrote those uh, those devos? Hannah Jackson, is that right? Yes. Uh, do you know her? No. No. But I like the name Hannah. Oh, why is that? Well, that's uh, remember, that's the mother of uh, Samuel in the Old Testament. Oh, very good. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of us name our kids after Bible. I named him after Martin Luther. My first son is Luther. My second son is Philip, Philip Melanchthon. And I was all set to name my second son Luther's pastor. What was that? Oh, Bugenhagen. Uh, oh, Bugenhagen, right. And fortunately, we got a girl, so we named her 
Catherine. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, so much, I would feel sorry for Smith. somebody named Bugenhagen. <laughs> Next week, we'll be back on Law and Gospel. Tomorrow, we'll be taking a look, of course, at CFW Walters, his theses on Law and Gospel. Uh, turn in because we're doing an in-depth study on them. I'm Tom Baker. You listen to myself and Mark Smith today. God bless, and we look forward to hearing you next week. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check payable to Concordia Mission Society and mail it to Tom Baker, P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132. To give online, visit lawandgospel101.com or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.